Okay, hello. Let's wait one second for Ryan to get up in here, and we are going to start the podcast shortly. Just wait a second. What up, Ryan? Ryan, you're... Okay, there you go. What's What's good? good? So, welcome back to another episode of Sportsmania. Today, we're going to be talking about some of the big news and things that have been happening in the NBA playoffs, especially talking about the the net series and talking about um my jazz, which is not going to be fun for me. But anyways, let's roll the intro and get started. Even if you are not ready for the day, it cannot always be night. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Sports Mania. Let's just jump right into it. Um, I'm Finn, and I'm with Ryan. So we're two of the hosts. Oh, Joe could not make it today, but that's okay. I think the first thing we got to talk about is uh, the Celtics-Nets game. And my question for you is, who do you think uh, is to blame for the Celtics and for this Nets uh, sweep? Was there like one player or someone with the organization that you think was the main reason they lost in four? I think they just Kyrie Irving just really disappointed these last three games. Like he scored thirty nine points in the first game, and then just like the next three wasn't really good at all. But um. Kevin Durant's field goal percentage, like, not good. Like, he's just chucking up shots. and But they have, like, not really any other option. I mean, Seth Curry's a good option. He's really only played good for, like, like one game. So, he's not really a reliable option. So, they, only, they basically only have two options. And if one of them does bad, and if both of them do bad, then they're in big trouble. And that's what happened in the Celtics series. Yeah, I, I I agree with what you're saying. With the star power that the Nets have, it's great to have the greatest score, like two of the great, one maybe the greatest ball handler of all time and the greatest scorer of all mm-hmm. time on your team. But like, yeah, when 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 one guy plays a bad game, then Ky- if Kyrie's off or he's not very aggressive, then it's all over on KD. And you know, KD, like we said, he's almost he's basically unguardable. But the Celtics actually have done a really good job. Yeah, the Celtics are just scrappy. They wanted it way more. And you know, Kyrie Irving, uh, he's unbelievable like it was not like he played awful in this game mm-hmm. but the chemistry just and of all just with the fact that uh, uh a lot of guys just have haven't been able to play but it's kind of crazy that they went out this sad and lost in yeah. games i was expecting like at least one if they were you know losing this bad but yeah it's tough for the uh nets but how far do you think the uh celtics could go do you think they're championship contenders they definitely are and it's either they're going to the conference finals i think i think they're gonna win their next series whoever they're playing i think they're playing the but the bucks or the bulls correct yes i mean yeah probably the bucks Uh, that actually would be a really good series i would want to watch that Mm -hmm. i i would i mean on the health of Chris Middleton, obviously he's like he's 
he's hurt right now, and he's currently out for the Bulls series for the rest of it. And he's questionable to play if in the second or in the start of the second round. But I think if he plays, it'll be a good series, and I can see the Bucks winning. But I think the Celtics are going to the championship. Yeah, the the Celtics are so red hot. And they just, you can tell, like, mm-hmm. I know it's the NBA and guys are so talented, so this doesn't, like, matter as much as, like, college basketball. Like, Celtics, they just really want it. Like, on defense, defense, they're just hustling all over the place. Marcus Smart, Grant, Will, Grant Williams, all these type of guys, they're just, they're just playing there. Yeah. And I think, yeah, the Celtics, they can for sure, they have a mm-hmm. shot. Maybe not the favorites, but they have a shot to win this whole thing. So, yeah. I guess the next game, next game uh, series that we have to talk about, um, are the 76ers versus the Toronto Raptors. I mean, here's the thing. I don't think that the Raptors are winning this series. There's no way that you lose 3-0. But the fact that yesterday, Fred Van Fleet, arguably the Raptors' best player, was out and were in Philadelphia and the, and the Sixers lost, and it wasn't a blowout but this was not a very close game the whole time and wow this this is looking a little bit rough here for the Sixers yeah and I'm a James Harden fan but he needs to step up and give Joel Embiid a help I mean Joel Embiid didn't play that well yesterday as we're like like you know accustomed to because he only had 20 points he was kind of getting locked down the whole Sixers offense was getting locked down too. Tyrese Maxey was struggling. Tobias Harris played pretty good. It's just he played forty four minutes. And then Danny Green was pretty good too. The Raptors played amazing defense. Um Pascal Siakam played really well. He almost had a triple double. I was just gonna say that yeah, he he's like spicy P has been their whole offense really this series. Yeah, um and then they have a guy like Precious Achua coming up the bench and jumping seventeen and seven and three blocks too, like yeah, yeah. It's it's the thing that the Raptors they are they weren't a team. I feel like coming into the playoffs, nobody was really talking about the Raptors even having a chance against the Sixers. It was kind of one of those series that just kind of like went under the radar. Most people were focused on the Celtics Nets or even mm-hmm. like Bucks Bulls and stuff. And the Raptors have not been talked about a ton this year, but that they, they, they're not disappointing right now. And it's in, you know, personally, I would love to see a three Oh comeback the first ever. And I don't mind the Raptors, but like you said, Sixers got to get it together. Embiid dealing with that thumb injury. Harden, if he wants to make a, even more of a mark on his legacy and just to help this team, he has to show that he can actually perform in the playoffs. And a guy mm-hmm. like Tyrese Maxey, as great as he can be and as great as he can score for himself at times, like he he's not he's not to that All Star level yet or anything. So he's not gonna be totally consistent. So yeah, one of those three have to really do it for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I th- there's probably are some things to add, but I know this little next one we're going to be talking about a lot, so we can circle back around to these games if anything comes up. But I think we got to talk about uh, the Jazz and Mavs series. So I'm going to let Ryan talk about what happened in a uh, game six. Uh, so, <laughs> so the Jazz just got shut down on offense, and Luka Doncic. Like, he he went off. He, I mean, his three-point game was pretty off um, last night, but he had 33 points, 
13 rebounds, five assists. And then Jalen Brunson continues to just play really well in the playoffs with 24 points. And then I'm looking over on the Jazz side. I mean, like, mm-hmm. Bojan Bogdanovic, he played 27 minutes, 28 points. Um, so basically, more from their small forward, they want to win this series. <laughs> so basically, what happened was uh, we shot three at 30 from the three point line, which is like about nine percent around that range. Yeah, I got, yeah. got it, math. Uh, but basically, our only good player was Jordan Clarkson. Um, he he was cooking off the bench. I mean, after we lose Thursday, I'm not confident at all. We're going to have to blow this up. Uh, Rudy should be gone. Not only does he play lazy on defense, like, he'll, like, Luca will just be in the paint or something, or a guy will drive and he just won't contest sometimes. Uh, Mike Conley, I've always defended him, like, He's not washed. He's he still has it, but he's really making that hard for me to say. And we're not utilizing guys. I think like Eric Pascal and even a guy like Nikhil Alexander uh, Wagnerf. But here's the thing: we we're going back to Utah. So I, even if Mitchell's playing or not, I think that this crowd is going to give us some energy, and we might be able to steal uh, game game six. Mm-hmm. I think, never mind. No, we're good. We're good. I mean, here's the thing about about the Jazz right now. Looking at our for what's going to happen in the off season, Donovan Mitchell. I don't know what he's going to want necessarily, but mm-hmm. I, I understand he wants to. This was his first bad game in the series, but the thing is, he, I wouldn't say he's at that caliber to where like he's dropping like forty a game. Like yesterday was a huge game that we needed. And he only had like nine points, four or fifteen, oh a seven from three. So I don't think I don't know. I don't think that he's gonna want out. I don't think that he's gonna request a trade. And for sure, we're not gonna just give him away. But like I said, Rudy and Conley should go. Maybe even Bogdanovich, and we should just uh, rebuild around Donovan Mitchell because he's a like once in a generation talent, especially for a team like Utah, as small of a market as we are. I, I don't I don't know. I'm not like looking into any trades or anything quite yet until the series is officially done, like the Mavericks have officially won four games. But yeah, it's it's a rough road right now. Um I think we can talk about some of the other games. We we're, we're doing actually really good on time. Uh mm-hmm. the oh what game was oh yeah. Uh the the today we got the Hawks and Heat. That's actually should be starting in like ten minutes, but you know the NBA games start off time. Uh, mm-hmm. Who do you have going into this one? Remember, Jimmy Butler's out due to uh, like oh. knee, knee flammability. I don't know what it's called. Um, I just because of that, and the Hawks like they're gonna they're gonna put everything on the line as this this could be their last game of the season. And they don't have their best player, the, the Heat, Jimmy Butler, but they still have guys like Tyler Hero that, that is struggling in the series. But we know he can get a bucket. Um, Bam Adebayo, four and play really good defense. Like, he doesn't get the stats, but he can test shots really well. Just plays great defense. And then the Hawks, Trey Young, he just had a 
very bad series, and he needs he really needs to step up if they, they want to win this series. I mean, win this game. Yeah, that that's the thing. Like the Heat have really been locking down Young, especially they've been putting a pin. How good, how good of a shooter and a playmaker, everything he can be, and they've only been holding him to like nine points. Like there have been like two or three games where he's been getting just absolutely clamped up, can't really find anything. The Hawks, they've gotten like blown out about three times this series, or it's been a easy game for the Heat about three times, and then the Hawks that one time went on a buzzer beater basically. But here's the thing, the the Miami Heat have a very well-rounded team. People are still sleeping on them, and I think they could for sure make it all the way to the NBA championship. Without Jimmy Butler, who is obviously an incredible per- a playoff performer, they're going to need to be able to hit their shots because you don't have a lot of guys who can fully create for themselves. Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson need to be lights out today for them to get this uh, five-game series win. I'm actually looking at this Heat starting lineup, and it just doesn't sound good. With Victor Oladipo, Gabe Vincent, Max Strews, P.J. Tucker, and Bam Adebayo. Gabe, Gabe Vincent and Max Strews, they're basically just like shooters. Max Strews, he can, he's way better than Gabe Vincent, I think. He can score, and I think he can shoot better. It's just their starting lineup just doesn't sound really good. And you're starting Victor Oladipo. Who he's just he's he's not really a starter, I don't think anymore. He's more of like a six man that's all right at doing his job. He he struggled against the Hawks last game too. And yeah, they just don't have much offense in the starting yeah. line from being Victor Oladipo's an inconsistent player for sure. Like mm-hmm. even in his career, I know injuries have killed him, but just even right now, he'll have one great game that looks like he can go start uh like a little run here and then he'll have another game where he like does not look good at all. Uh I think I think my prediction for this game is the Hawks are barely gonna get it done. Trey Young will do a little bit better, but not crazy. Wait, wait, uh, and also, Ryan, did you, is Kyle Lowry playing? No, he's not he's playing not? tonight. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, so I for sure have the Hawks. The Heat, they're going to play like they normally do, use the home crowd, be great on defense, but without Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler, Trey's going to do a lot better, and they're going to make this series a little bit closer. What about, what do you think, though? Uh, wait, what? So Who do you think will win this game? Not, uh, Hawks or oh, Heat? okay. I think the Heat, uh, the Hawks are gonna win. I just don't think the Heat have like much offensive firepower. As, like, I don't know. They have two shooters and a pretty and a shooter that's okay at scoring, and then they have PJ Tucker who can really only like his only scoring is like in the corner from three. And then Bam Adebayo. I mean, he can score, but like that's not his main game. And then Victor Oladipo, that that's probably their best score. He can easily drop twenty or thirty, but he could also drop like like seven or something like that. Yeah. Uh, the next game though that we're gonna make a prediction for is the Timberwolves Grizzlies. Now this series has been just a great one, but also a crazy series. The it's tied two to two right now. I think if I'm not mistaken, yeah, we're back in Memphis. 
yeah, we're back in Memphis for this one. Here's the thing. John Moran, his stats have been pretty good. But overall, I don't think he's been having a great series, even mm. though, you know, just coming off the most improved player of the year. The Timberwolves, if Carl Anthony Towns can play good, if their whole big three, I guess you call it their, their half big like, it's really good. It's not It's not three all-star calibers, not all of them. But, you know, it's, it's it would be considered their big three. Uh, if they can all play good, then they can win against any team and not been in, at least get a couple games off of them in the West. But that doesn't always happen. Uh, the thing, Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns is going to have to play like he did last game, not like he had played the first three games of the series getting in foul trouble, being inconsistent, missing shots. He's going to have to really have that anger to him. Uh, the Grizzlies are a really good team, but I'm going to actually take the Timberwolves in this one. They're going to have a lot of fight, and Anthony Edwards is going to cook. Yeah. Okay, so this is in Memphis. I think the t- – um, here, I don't know. I think the Timberwolves are going to win. They just have, like, three really good scores. And then if they, like, if all the all three of them are like on fire, they are really hard to stop. With you know, even guys like Malik Beasley coming off the bench that can that can score. And I think the Grizzlies also they have Desmond Bain, who I think he should have won uh, Most Improved Player because he's really stepped up. Oh, really? He's a really good scorer. And then. Dylan Brooks is a pretty good player too. He's a yeah. really good. De- he's a really good defender. Yeah, he's been um, off recently. Yeah, as far as shooting goes, though. John Moran has been off shooting too. He's just been a. He's just been a point guard this series. He's had um, double digit assists in three straight games. Wow, I didn't even know. That's crazy, actually. But yeah, Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are a really good team. They're they're young, and the thing is. Making it over the hump this this year, getting past that first round, which they've never done, uh, especially in a while, I think. When was the last time the Grizzlies made it past the first round is the real question. Have they ever? Maybe. No, back when they had Mike Conley, when he was actually good. Not yeah, not. and like Zach Randolph and stuff. <laughs> yeah, Zach Randolph. Like yeah. the grit and grind Grizzlies. Seriously, I feel bad for Grizzly fans though, not because because like you actually have a good chance of going down three to two, and you're the two seed, and you haven't seen your team win a playoff game like in a while. Like I'd say, being a Grizzlies fan is probably worse than being a Jazz fan, honestly. And and the Jazz fan sucks. So yeah, we're gonna see how this game takes us. Great series though. Um, moving on to the last game today at 9 p.m. Like, why? it's like a game at 6, 6.30, and 9, so I'm not going to be able to watch any of this because, like, school tomorrow. But uh, the Suns, without Devin Booker, that's been huge for them. I think the thing about the Suns is it's 2-2 two to two against a, way, a team that they're way better than the Falcons. Even without Devin Booker, they're really well-rounded. But they, they just haven't had guys who have – really stepped up. I mean, Chris Paul's always going to be good. DeAndre Ayton's good, but you haven't seen a ton from Cam Johnson, Miles Bridges, Jerry Carter out of the ordinary, and you need that when a guy as good as Devin Booker is out. Uh, but this is back in Phoenix. Like always, that crowd has a ton of energy. The Pelicans, Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum are incredible scorers, but I think the Suns are going to really get down to business this game, and they're going to win it fairly easy. Um, I think they, I think, I like 
yeah, I like the Suns too, but Chris Paul, he needs to stop being like, I mean, with Devin Booker out, he needs to score way more. He had 28 points like um, two games ago against the Pelicans, and then he dropped like four points. And then they actually almost won that game. Chris Paul's had four straight games with double-digit assists. He's a really good point guard. Obviously, he gets his um, offense involved, everyone. DeAndre Ayton has played really well this series. But Brandon Ingram has dropped like 30 points every um, every game. And it's going to be really hard to stop him as his like, face-up mid- mid-range game is just really good. Yeah. And and the thing is like about that you don't they don't I don't know right now it sounds crazy saying that the Pelicans have a ton of star power but uh, but uh, I don't know if they can match the firepower due to the fact that Devin Booker's out Chris Paul don't mm-hmm. get me wrong he can score yes he's really good in that mid range floater game area but you don't really have a guy I mean Chris Paul at times but you don't have a guy that's gonna go get you a definite bu- bucket when it really matters most or just a guy that can score by himself like, as consistent as Devin Booker and CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram have been doing that the whole series, though. But like I said, I like the Suns because I think they they got to realize as a team, we've seen, even though it's just a regular season, which is nowhere near the energy of the playoffs, a 64-18 and 18 team, uh, I think they gotta, they're they going to wake up and realize that we should for sure be meeting. So I, I'm going to take the Suns. I think what separates the Pelicans and the Suns is just the defense and and coaching as well. Although Willie Green of the Pelicans is a really good coach, it's just Monty Williams is like a top-tier coach. He's one of the best coaches in the NBA. And then the Suns, Chris Paul, DeAndre A., Miles, uh, McCall Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, like these are all like really um, guys that can play really good defense. They have um, shooting as well. Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, Macau Bridges. These guys can all shoot. That's the but, thing. Like, like you're saying, their team's so well rounded, yeah. but they're not. But they're just not getting it done right now. And yeah, I agree with what you said. Defense is killer for the Suns. That they're great at that. And coach mm-hmm. Willie Green for the Pelicans is a pretty all right coach. He's bounced around the league, but Monty Williams is one of the top coaches in the league. I think mm-hmm. he probably won his uh, back-to-back coach uh, of the year award, award this yeah. year. I think I got to go, and I think this is going to wrap it up. Pretty good podcast, but thank you guys for listening, and peace. Even if you are yeah. not ready for the Sorry. day.